parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Well, 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 welcome to another episode of Fearlessly Parenting. Today I have as my very special guest, Jessica Spear. Jessica is an author, thought leader, and speaker focused on the tricky social stuff that peaks during childhood and adolescence. She holds a master's degree in the social sciences and explores social and emotional topics in ways that connect with kids. She is regularly featured in and contributes to media outlets on topics related to kids, parenting, and friendship. So without further ado, here's Jessica Spear. Jessica, welcome you. Yeah, hey, it's a pleasure to have you aboard today. That's and, great um, to be here. I'm excited to talk with you. Well, I, I appreciate your patience. Uh, moms and dads, we, we were trying to get our calendars together because, uh, and we finally did. And I, again, I'm excited to have her here because she's going to talk to you, particularly those of you with teenagers today, about some of the uh, social struggles uh, with adolescents. And, uh, but first of all, I'd just like for her to talk a little bit about herself and, and her book. Sure. Well, my name is Jessica Spear, and I am an author. Um, I'm also love to do research and dive into human relationships. So I've got a background in social sciences, and I've always just been profoundly curious about humans and how we connect. Um, and so when my daughters hit their preteen years, I noticed they Uh-oh. had some social struggles, and it reminded me of my very own, which got me really curious. So then I dove into, you know, there's a great box body of research on this. Um, It gave me some ideas of things that might help kids navigate this phase. Um, That led into a friendship program that I ran for actually both boys and girls. And that eventually grew into my first book, which is all about friendship. So that's that's where I am today, still focusing on that. And one thing I wanted to ask you about, and I've been looking forward to asking this question, uh, why, why is it? That, that social struggles intensify during the adolescent phase of our lives. And I love that question because I think the answer brings a lot of relief to parents. Sometimes we think, oh, there's something wrong with our kid or what is going on. But what's happening is something developmental and really important. So when kids are really young, let's say, you know, preschool, early elementary school, you know, friendships are forming based on play and proximity. Mm-hmm. You know, who who is in your neighborhood, who's in your class. And it's all about play. Um, there it comes a shift and it happens differently for every kid because we're all developing developing at a different pace, but starting, um, you know, upper elementary into middle school and into high school, there's a shift. And in this shift, it moves from that play and proximity to looking more for from different things from our friendship. So um, we're starting to pull away from our families, you know, so we're starting to individuate and figure out who we are as, as adolescents and, and you know, preteens. Um, so we're putting a lot more weight in our friendships. Um, it's not necessarily about 
play. It's more about shared interests, um, acceptance. Mm. They're also starting to explore their own identity for the first time. So who am I? Yeah, who am I? And who are my friends? And do I like my friends? And do my friends even like me? So we start to see some shifting of groups and friendships, especially as kids transition into middle school. Um, And then, of course, we've got puberty going on at the same time. So emotions are big, you know, there's a lot of changes. So, so it's, it tends to, so the preteen and the teen years tend to be a time of a lot of change and maybe some instability in our, in our kids' lives. Um, but like I said, that is just developmentally okay. You know, so part of the reason I wanted to really explore this with kids and parents is it's, it's, it, it feels like it's maybe in, unstable, but it's just because we're figuring out this next phase and, and who we connect with and who we are as individuals. Well, I tell you what, uh, I, I like what you said there. And Bob and Dad, hear her. Uh, your your teen, your preteen going into teen and even your teen are undergoing some changes. Uh, some of those are physical, but then there's emotional change. And because they're going through changes, which all of them will, will, and all of us have, that does not make you a bad parent. It does not make you an imperfect parent. You can get some help. I know I needed help. Uh, in my church, I I became part of the usher team, uh, Jessica, so that I could be around some gentlemen who have been dads longer than I have so that I have somebody that I can ask questions of. Moms and dads, one of the reasons I do this podcast is so I can bring in people like Jessica who can talk to you about things that you can do to help become the best version of yourself as a parent, while at the same time, help your child become the best version of themselves as they're navigating this difficult time of transitioning from a child to a preteen and, and even into being a teen. Have I I kind of hit on some right things there? Yes, absolutely. Because I I think it causes alarm for parents when our kids start to pull away or we see them, you know, maybe, you know, hanging out with a different group of kids. And, you know, of course, we're still there. You know, we are there. We are their sounding board. We are loving them unconditionally. But it can be unsettling for parents when all these changes are happening. But what's happening under the surface is our kids are figuring out who they are. They're figuring out how to be in healthy relationships healthy friendships, um, and we can kind of coach them and guide them along the way. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a really important phase where for the first time in their lives, they're, they're really kind of leading this on their own um, and, and, and trying to find out, you know, which friendships feel safe and accepting, which friendships, you know, do I really want to grow and which ones do I feel like maybe I don't want to grow this friendship. Um, so it's a, it's a really important time, but it can feel unsettling to parents, but also kids, because never in their life are they going to feel the need to fit in more than those preteen and teen years. And we Amen. all remember that. And there's a little bit of that that sticks with us, you know, even as we move into our late teens and early 20s and everything. And, and it's just a matter of uh, of growth. We, we need to be able to grow. Yep. So let me make a transition and let's talk about growth. Uh, you had talked about in your uh, bio and some of the information I had read on you, the 
necessity for a growth mindset for social and emotional development. Mm -hmm. Why is that growth mindset necessary, first of all? And then what do you mean by a growth mindset? Great question. And so, you know, we've, we've learned through a lot of research that a growth mindset when it comes to like academics and, you know, skill building is really helpful to kids. And it basically means that we know we're not maybe, you know, we, we, our brain is, is plastic. It's constantly growing, constantly changing, and we have the ability to learn new skills. And so when kids grow up, especially in an academic environment, that they know that they're not born with a certain level of intelligence, you know, they can actually grow their intelligence by working hard, you know, so we coach parents to say, you know, you don't know this yet, but with work, you know, you're going to, you're going to master this math skill. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the definition of the growth mindset. And that is a huge relief to kids. They're like, okay, I'm, I am okay. I can get this over time. So let's switch that into the realm of, you know, social, emotional, and, and it works the same way. So we are all growing skills in our relationships. You know, we are all good at some relationship skills and maybe we're not so great at other relationship skills. Same thing for our kids. So if they see that in themselves, you know, that I'm, I am, yes, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to goof up in my friendships, you know, but I'm working on this. And we see that in our relationships too, you know, that um, this, this friendship is not perfect because no friendship is perfect. And we're all working on these skills. It'll help them to just stay open to others you know, stay open to growth and change in themselves um, because, you know, we're all developing these skills over time, over the course of our lives. And of course, we all mess up too. You know, we mess up in our relationships all the time, don't we? Well, you know what? You're absolutely right about that. And um, and I like to challenge moms and dads out there. Uh, you are going to mess up. You know, I, I told my daughter she, got bad, she gets bad at me every once in a while, but I said, guess what? Your daddy go mess up. I'm not perfect, you know, and and uh, I'm never gonna pretend that I am perfect. And I'm probably gonna say something which you you might interpret one way, and I'll be something else. But regardless, you you get up you get upset at me. But it's how we handle when we make mistakes because that's a teaching opportunity for your child by modeling what you do. Say, you know what? Yeah, I, I messed up. There. Yeah. I messed up. Daddy could do better. I will try to do better, but I need for you to work with me and I'm, I'm going to try to do better. By that, I'm modeling that it's okay mm -hmm. to make mistakes, learn from it, and be open about it. But doesn't that help your child to grow that mindset that you were talking about? Yes, because they're, they, you know, it makes them, you know, stay out of a cycle of shame. So if they see you admitting mm -hmm. to, oh, I, I goofed up there and, and, and a sincere apology and how you might try it better next time. When they do that, they're more likely to admit and to own that mistake and to learn from it rather than try to hide it or try to deny it. You know, it just, it opens all of us up to our humanness that we are, we're figuring this out and we're goofing up and we're doing the best we can and we're learning and 
and growing, um, you know, in a school setting, that'll help kids, you know, because they're going to run into kids that they really struggle with or they really don't connect with. Um, and we as humans have a tendency to label, you know, that this person yeah. is this, you know, this is a bully or this is a bossy kid or this, you know, but the truth is, they're, though they are, they might be behaving like that right now, but that's not really who they are and who they're going to no. be, you know. And I, I love looking back at my daughter, I have two daughters, and and looking back at the kids that they've grown up with, and now seeing the changes in those kids, it's it's really hopeful, you know. The kids that we might have labeled a certain way are different kids these days. So you know, staying open to that, you know, the changes in ourselves, the changes in others. I mean, that doesn't mean that we are going to be friends with everybody. And we're going to, you know, like everybody, but just seeing that potential in people in ourselves that we can grow and change um, and we learn from our mistakes. Well, that concludes part one of a two part interview with Jessica Spear. Please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to her book and her website. I highly suggest you checking that out. So until next time, I want to challenge you like I always do moms and dads. Go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.